Oh my god, hi! Welcome back to Queer Perspective, hosted by your favorite gay lesbian duo, Andrew and Noemi. Woo! <laughs> Disclaimer, Andrew and Noemi will be talking about some sensitive topics. Proceed at your own discretion. Trigger warning, homophobia. Trigger warning, racism. Hi! Welcome back to Queer Perspective. Hi. So, as I, we said before, um, intersectionality was very thick. Our original recording was two and a half hours. And literally an hour and a half was useless to us because the audio kept cutting out. But in that time, we realized that a whole hour chunk, like literally an episode's worth of information was specifically spent on the Black queer experience. So, and like, I have Noemi here, shining yes, with I'm joy, <laughs> exuberant to express her trauma. <laughs> because yes. here we're in intersectionality part three, Black queers living life on hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> like literally- I forgot that was her title. Like literally she started life and then she was like, okay, you know how you toggle? And then yes. she just chose like expert mode. It's like, I got this. It's like, okay. No, but not even. You know how like, you pick it and it's like a mistake? Like, oh no. <laughs> no, I meant normal. I was meant to be a white man. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so what, that's, mm. that's how I feel. Mm. So as an introduction, I okay. want to say how this topic came about. I mean, this wasn't the first time that we that we've talked about it, but I think in in my head like I think that was around the time that you really started understanding what I was talking about. Yes. And it's when I shared this video from Ketsia. Uh let me see her last name because she definitely has a last name. Okay, so it's Kelsia Cadet on YouTube. She made a video called Pretty Privileged dot 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 is different for black women. Yes. Different is in all caps. Yes. So in that video, she basically talks about how it is for Black women to experience what is called pretty privilege or her experience with pretty privilege in that sense. And a lot of it was her talking about how um, people will express to her like, oh, you're really pretty for a Black girl. <laughs> um, or you're actually really xyz compliment for a black girl you're actually really That's smart you're actually um you know very eloquent or like whatever other compliment that you can fit in that mm -hmm. sentence um it's tagged on with for a black girl so mm -hmm. and for a while um you know as time passed probably post obama era if we're gonna try mm -hmm. if you're gonna if we're gonna stamp like a political timeline to it I think that's when I probably noticed that people stopped making comments like that, like outwardly, but mm -hmm. it still felt like people were surprised by when I showed personality or when I showed that I was really skilled at something or um, any anything that actually showed that I was a person always was always received with surprise from people or dismissal like mm. it's like dismissal of wanting to like know anything about me um like you know how you know sometimes like you're meeting let's say a friend or 
uh, a friend of your friend, stuff like that. And sometimes they show interest in you and they show interest in like what your, what your hobbies are, what you've been doing mm-hmm. during your day. And then sometimes they don't because of whatever reason. I get a lot of, a lot of social re- like interactions that I had, I would say before being in grad school, which was like basically before the pandemic started, mm-hmm. were uh, just that light dismissal, that light, like, I felt a lot of times like people were just talking at me. And mm-hmm. once I s- was saying things, it's either, I felt a lot of times like I wasn't saying the right thing to get the person like engaged in what I was saying. Yeah. yeah like, that was not, not the, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, I just chose the wrong dialogue options. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I would think about it because I'm like, ooh, what like, else could I, I have was... said to get their attention or to make this conversation go, What like, could I have said to make them not racist? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the answer is nothing, (laughs) but yeah, like, and, and I think I, I didn't really, uh, pinpoint it to that because it's, it's the idea that you don't want to be like, oh, everybody's racist. Everybody has like, um, you know how like there's internalized homophobia, like you don't want to be like, oh, everybody has internalized racism or, um, you know, you might not outwardly act in a racist way, but you still have. Um, internal beliefs, internal, um, yeah, just intangible things that are that are rooted in racism. Yeah, because that sucks. It's it's like realizing that like the world doesn't want you, and then once you're aware of that, you kind of can't go back. You can't go back to that state of like ignorance. Yeah, of being blissfully unaware and just thinking that it's like, oh, it's my fault. Because the <laughs> thing is, like, as long as it's my fault, I can fix it. Theoretically yeah. speaking. The minute that it's a problem that I can't fix, like, that's when I'm like, oh, I feel really sad about this. Yeah. So, um, but let's backtrack. So, <laughs> um, Andrew loves this story. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I, he doesn't. Love he doesn't. is a very, it was like, you, okay, so the, we originally recorded this and this was how she started off. Right. I'm assuming yeah. this is the story It was like a about. cold start, yeah. It was a very hard start. And I, like the, the story it just literally caught me off guard. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think a lot of times like when people think about racism, they're like, oh, it's calling somebody this name, you know, out in the streets. And it's like, yeah. no, that's not what it is. Or like when you have like hatred for somebody and it's like, that's not what it is either. I mean, it. Yes, it includes it that, could. of course. There um, but is, um, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's like a fine. video that I saw about like how like, how like um, the media depicts bigotry and racism as like this yeah. angry, like it's, it's cursing and shit like that. But then there's like, the soft bigotry and like how people actually are they'll, they'll use the microaggressions like, yeah yeah the microaggressions like i have black friends and it's like the mm-hmm. think of the children and mm-hmm. it's like do you think that's a it's like that garbage mm-hmm. and it's like that is what the difference of new and, and like that it's not like avert it isn't mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. back to what you were saying sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> um so back to my lovely story um <laughs> when i was a kid and you know i had an upbringing Uh, that wasn't in America. So I, for a while, I had a very non-existent view of racism, honestly, because in Haiti, the most prevalent thing is colorism. You know, a lot of people in Haiti are black, so there's no racism, I would say, but there's a lot of colorism. 
because yeah. there's a favoritism or a certain admiration that you know pe- people have for um you know lighter people in haiti or people that have like um mixed features like i don't want to say i don't want to say like eurocentric features but like curlier hair or um you know a small nose like um mm. i don't want to say who it is because they're actually somebody that's like really really close to me and like if i say who it is like it'll be fucked up but growing up i had a family member who would constantly be like oh you have a big nose and they would constantly point that out and like make me it's it's almost like they would be like, oh, um, you know, you got your dad's like big nose and stuff like that. And I was like, what was I supposed to do as like as a kid? I wasn't picking my genes. Yeah. As we're just, developing in the womb, it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, not I don't want that. this nose. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what happened, you know. And at some point, like I had to be like, leave me alone. Like yeah. I had to be like, I don't want to hear this anymore and like stop talking about it. Um, so. But back to the story, I didn't even tell the story of like what it was. No. But it's like it's like oh, you're just like all over the edge, around the bush all the time. <laughs> so um, in Haiti, the culture is that uh, usually, I mean, okay, I'm not going to talk about the culture. In my household, both of my parents were working, and because of that, we had maids. Um, mm-hmm. They were just maids. Yeah. I'm just going to call it that. Yeah, and simple. they basically, but. You know, as maids, quote unquote, like they were like babysitters slash cooks slash yeah. clothes washer slash cleaner slash anything else that needed to be done in the house that like my parents couldn't get to, like they would do that. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was one time one of our maids was um, helping me shower because I was pretty young at the time, and she and she was around since I was born basically so she saw me grow up and, and whatnot this is yes this is relevant to the story how old were you were i i don't remember like I was a ballpark very... like a bay like a toddler maybe or... maybe six to eight six because i okay. rem i i remember um, okay so I having wasn't... that because mm. i so i don't think it's anything below like five it wasn't like so... your first memory you came out the womb <laughs> so she's um she's showering me and stuff like that and then um she tells me she's like you know if you scrubbed harder like while like during your shower you would be lighter and this is because and I told um, my mom this and then my mom was like oh my god and then (laughs) (laughs) my mom was basically like um saying that because um the maid like saw me um as a baby as a baby i was i think i was jaundiced like i think that's the oh. right term but i was jaundiced just like a very is like y- a yellowish hue yeah yeah mm. so i was i was very light you know compared to how light. i am right now so so um and she saw me being born like that and then over time i darkened and then like my mom was basically saying like that's probably why she's saying that um and i as a kid I remember being both like being like both interested in that idea but then also like I don't think that's real um mm. and I don't think I understood the like did you significance have connot- of what she was saying yeah did you have a connotation like the way like she was telling you because it was like oh you should be lighter or did she say like oh this is a neat trick you could do <laughs> No, it seemed, at least the way that I received it, it seemed yeah. like a neat trick. 
Okay. Like it seemed like a thing where it's like, you know, you could try harder to be lighter. <laughs> <laughs> like my god. It's like you don't have to be like this. You could be better. Racism in a nutshell. You could try harder being less black. <laughs> it's like, have you tried scrubbing? <laughs> yeesh um, yeah, okay <laughs> so yeah so as a kid um that was like my experience and i think and you I, were both black it's hazy that this yeah, is yeah yeah Just... um and as a kid i i you know as i grew up as well i became aware that there was a lot of favoritism for um for again it's it's the presence of colorism futurism all the isms all of those like, like you know what i mean i i'm assuming like okay color is okay i'm 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 a, I'm a white like white cuban so like that <laughs> that stuff i don't know mu that much about i've seen like okay, okay. i've seen like videos on what colorism is and how like yeah generally like in media and american media like in black media whiter or lighter skinned are usually considered like preferable over the darker skinned one but mm -hmm, i'm like mm -hmm. that's is that that's, what it is <laughs> yeah it's the idea that like um it's preferred or preferred. at least that's that's my definition that's how mm. i know it as um you know it's preferred there's a hierarchy in terms of uh skin tones and like mm. what's darker is the one that's less preferable less desirable um and this, that's the same thing with like texturism. So that has to do with like your hair and like uh, if it's coily, then it's like at the same level as like having really dark skin. And if it's like loose curls or um, straight even like that's preferable. Um, and also the same thing with like featurism. So um, featurism to me uh -huh. is like more of a preference for like Eurocentric or like smaller features. So mm, yeah, like yeah, smaller nose and shit like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. So I was aware because the thing is, like, I feel like as a kid, I was aware that I was um, that I could charm people, that people, and and I didn't have to do anything to do that. People would see me and immediately like me in Haiti. Um, I didn't have to try that much to be liked, um, and a lot of people like. And Haiti really like dimples, and I have dimples. So oh yeah, they love that. No, I mean yeah. the cutest dimples ever. <laughs> Thank you. you. Do? I I remember you logged off, and you your pictures, you're like your your headshot, yeah. and you like, and I was like, I, God, I wish I had the dimples that Naomi had. They're just so goddamn cute. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of people in Haiti really really like dimples, and it was also. Um, I'm the thing is like I'm aware that I'm dark skinned, but I don't have like I'm not like super dark. And this isn't me being like, oh, but I'm not super dark. I'm like even though I'm black, I'm not super dark. Like that's not me saying that. It's mm -hmm. that there are people that have darker skin tones than me. Um, that people would make jokes of like where it's like Really. Um I don't want to say those jokes because it might be triggering to somebody, but yeah, then it's it's like comparative jokes or jokes that just aren't funny. Um yeah. To, to the person, so it's more like bullying. Um, it is. Than jokes, actually. And so I was aware that, like, my skin tone was, like, acceptable. Like, it was, like, the... Um, like, I had a nice skin tone, like, as a kid, so I think a lot of people like that, so it was, like, acceptable. And then right. I think I got points with people because of, like, my hair um, 
my hair texture as well because a lot of people I would compliment my hair it was like very um long which is another thing that's like really admired in Haiti so as a kid growing up like I was aware that um a lot of people I was just well liked and I could feel that and that's right. how I remember my childhood so I never really had a moment where I felt ugly per se um or where I felt like not accepted um growing up also in middle school all of my friends you know it was um it was me and this and these two sometimes like three other girls that were uh the highest uh scoring mm -hmm. like girls in my class so we would have the top scores and then um my group was composed of like those girls and then also um other girls that in some way shape or form like were either lighter than me or um or they also had like they a similar hair texture as me which is like coily um not coily um curlier and like either or or they had both and then i think in my group there were if we were like a group of like maybe eight girls there were like two girls that um were dark skinned and they had coilier hair mm -hmm. and then it was me and all of my friends that like looked that like that had features that people consider mixed right or mm -hmm. mixed with something else so it was always like a battle especially when i immigrated here and i would tell people like both of my parents are haitian like i don't have um another parent that's from somewhere else people fought me on that people never believed me um i also when i had really? um yeah like they thought you were mixed or something <laughs> yeah because because of my hair people um i've had so many remarks of people um throughout my life of people saying that like they don't usually see people as dark as me with hair like mine because they associate hair like mine with people that are lighter um people that are mixed people that are um have some white feature um or eurocentric features or something like that so growing up like i had those remarks like made constantly by like different people and it just became one of the ways that i figured i was received by people um also when i was when i was dating men when you're dating um, men. that was also something yeah that was also something that that they liked especially like black men um they like because it makes me i think it plays into that uh exotic type of uh fetish thing exotic. so uh, yeah like, a lot of like haitian men especially no. like um when i was in a haitian like community or like or a haitian environment in community school mm -hmm a lot of people liked me because I looked different or um, I just seemed like I was well educated or like I would talk well and like and it was just like this idea of like the way that I looked combined with um, me reading books was just like this this put me on this pedestal like in their mind and like they wouldn't be shy and like telling me that but I did have a guy though that was like you're the darkest girl I've ever dated. <laughs> how does that okay? How does that actually like feel to have that com, com that comment on you? It's like you're the darkest person that I've ever dated. At the time, I felt very like I didn't feel any type of like I was like, why are you telling me this? Like yeah, I was like, like how is like, this relevant? <laughs> yeah, I get that mentality, but like looking back on it now, like how do you feel on it? Like, looking back you... on it now, like his the way that he said it was definitely like this is a favor like this is yeah. like i'm doing something for you like i'm making an exception for you mm. um it it definitely had that that feeling 
and I've and I've had that treatment. <laughs> that um, yeah, I've had that. It's it's it echoes the idea of like you're pretty for a black woman, you're smart yeah. for a black woman, you're this for um a dark skinned black woman. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I've I've also had like comments from people that are like, oh, you know, um, black women are. <sighs> Like they'll have some kind of complaint to say. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to go into like. You, you what the don't want to regurgitate the garbage that they vomited. That's it's not, not worth it. But yeah. it's some kind of like complaint where me being and and just imagine me, um, you know, super into books and I don't have that much of like, um, I would say. Think of a metaphor. <laughs> I'm like I'm like trying to think of a way where I can say this word doesn't make me sound like a like an asshole, honestly. But it's the idea of like, you know, like when you're reading books and then you just start regurgitating like all of the SAT words, all of the book words that like you read. Mm -hmm. Um, but like in relaxed conversations with people. Um oh. yeah. So then as a result of that, like a lot of people would be like, Oh, you're like you're really smart and like I it would be like an either an echo of like, oh, I don't expect that from dark skinned black women, or I didn't expect that from you, which is, mm. I mean, it's synonymous basically, but it's, it's the idea of like, there's always like that, that like, Ooh, you're actually really smart and yes. you're nice and docile and like, um, quiet and like you make jokes and you're really considerate and like, you're not like combative or whatever. Um, so I've had a lot of those comments. Yeah, when like I was they in came in with a scene. They came in with a prejudice, and it's like, wow. And then I proved them wrong in some way, and then it was like, oh wow. And I'm like, that's that's why? yikes. That's that's problematic. But okay. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, in middle school. So when I so going back to me being in middle school in Haiti, um, I immigrated to the United States, like in middle school. Yes. So when I got here, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of people like doubting my looks in some way. I remember one time so, I got my hair straightened. Me, like I want to, cause it's like in Haiti, your mm -hmm. features were favorable to you. Oh yeah. Was there a difference when you got, I think it's like, I want to find like the segue, but like, do you mm -hmm. feel like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's there definitely a difference. <laughs> definitely a difference. Um. Yeah. Um. When I first got here, like in middle school, it was like, um, disbelief from people because I because I was at a middle school where there were other Haitian people or kids that were of Haitian descent, so there was a lot of disbelief from them or people that were around Haitian kids. There was a lot of disbelief from them that I was Haitian. I remember one time, like I straightened my hair. I got my hair like done at like the the salon, and it was like shiny and like you know nice and straight pretty yeah i mean that was that was the thing at the time um that was the time of the perm the era of the straight hair or whatever so i got that done and then some girl while i was in the lunch line she pulled my hair to see if it was real and she pulled it really hard was this like, like an adult no this was like another kid oh I was she, gonna like, she was behind me and she pulled it to see if it was like gonna snap off my head or something what a brat um, so <laughs> i it was like this rejection from black kids mm. or mostly from black kids you know um 
And because I think they were the ones that were like looking at me and being like, what's going on here? Because <laughs> honestly, and as the, somebody but, who's not black, I was like, I. Because the thing is, like, you notice, like, in within black culture, oh, yeah. like, especially with an emphasis on like hair, natural hair, and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, there's always okay. this thing of like, is it a weed? Is it, weed? Oh. is it blah, blah, blah? Like, I didn't is even it brain? know that they were doing that. I was like, they're just no, being yeah. an asshole. They're just bullying no. you. Well, they were. No. But also, they were checking to see if you had a. Oh wow! Yeah. How old was this? Um, I was in seventh grade, so maybe thirteen. They maybe. were snatching weaves at like thirteen. Yeah, dude, that was yeah, that was a big thing at the time. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, but there there is a big difference. the The difference is that here, depending on who you're talking to, you'll have a different response. So. When I talk to Hispanic people, there's no way that I can chart my my way into a Hispanic no. conversation. There's Unless no, you're they, not Hispanic. Uh, I have no care. give. I have no charm. I have nothing to work off of. Um, mm, and that's it. Maybe learn Spanish and maybe you could pretend to be a Hispanic of some country. And you give me a face that's like, I'm not going to learn a different no. language just to, te- just to talk to racists. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. Literally, though. Um, and... <laughs> And then when you're talking to like heteronormative black guys, it's like American black guys. Well, not not like necessarily not American. Not necessarily no. American. Like it could be it could be somebody from from different like a different country or something like that. Okay. Um, it comes with a lot of a lot of judgment that I usually find in some way shape or form through my demeanor or through whatever um that i reverse or that i counter in some way and then they feel the need to express that to me and say i didn't expect that from you because you're you're a black woman and i'm like okay (laughs) tell me all the ways that you're racist yeah and these are Um, black men saying that to you yeah Mm. and I think in general, it's just the general feeling is that um, aside from these specific black men that find me interesting and like I I always I always have an inkling who is going to find me attractive and who's going to like whose attention I'm going to catch. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that general group, a lot of times um, I'm realizing that when you're black, you're just black. Like yes. you don't get any points for um having a hair that's less mm-hmm. uh like not coily like you don't get points for uh having dimples like I... you don't get points for anything you don't yeah. you're just black and like people don't seem to get past that mm-hmm. um i mean i've had people like compliment my smile it, it's not that it doesn't happen um but i think a lot of times like that is the thing that sticks in people's minds that determines a lot of how they're going to interact with me. So yeah, there's that's the difference cuz in Haiti I get points for like a bunch of things. Yeah. Like I get points for my smile, I get points for like I mean now like education is like a big thing in Haiti, so I get points for being like haha engineering um mm-hmm. PhD blah blah blah. Um but here it's I find that a lot of times if the person already has a limitation and how they see people there's no way for me to get past that and a lot of times like that does happen Mm, so yeah no it's like because i grew up cuban i mean we Mm -hmm. do have afro cubans but they 
since it's like very diverse ethnicity, like all that stuff about like curly hair, they don't care about. Yeah. Even it's in like the Afro Cubans. You're just it's, black and that's it. Yeah. Like they, you're just dark skin. Mm -hmm. Like they just leave it at that and they don't mm -hmm. put any points to Danielle's thing. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to hear that. Um, so you're in middle school now in your yes. wonderful story, in your journey. Um, what, what did you write down? Oh, well, you wrote down here, middle school, being aware of gayness, but not quite stepping into it. And Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, because, um, I mean, I was aware that there was something was a Bruin <laughs> inside of me. There was, a, there was something going on. I had a there was something going on. Um, I couldn't. I didn't have the words to like vocalize it, but I, I, I was aware of something. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of this, I never really got to explore that because obviously I, I didn't stay in Haiti. But right before I left, like, I think that was around the time that I was like starting to interact with that, starting to be like, oh. Um, and then I relocated, which was like a big, uh, it just shifted my perspective for a while because mm -hmm. I had um, the relocation was like a traumatic experience. Is this when you moved out of Haiti? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go into it or no? I can mention it. Um, I think you brought that, it up before. The last time, yeah. yeah. I mean, a couple years ago, there was like a gigantic earthquake. I was living in Haiti at the time. And as a result, my school was crushed. <gasps> and... Yeah, and then I had to go <laughs> so I could continue school. Oh my God. So, yeah. Okay. And then I lost all of my friends and then I had to end up to a new country and learn this language that I wasn't ready to talk in every day, you know? Okay. Just little, just little immigrant things. Small like immigration story, you know? If you guys remember from our last one, simple, no trauma yeah. at all. No so. trauma. No, no trauma. <laughs> I mean, just peace I, and love no trauma yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like that happened so now at that point like i had a lot of other things to think about basically yeah um but in high school i didn't really have a lot of encounters a lot of overt encounters i would say with uh things that made me think of of race or like my placement in society or like whatever um i still had hmm? You said in high school? Yeah, okay. I, I didn't really have a lot of those situations. I did notice, though, like looking back now, a lot of the men that I liked or that I would have liked that were, uh, let's say, of Hispanic descent or that I liked. or, or Okay, a lot of the men that I, that I liked at the time, or guys, they weren't men, guys at the time. Children. That I liked. <laughs> yeah i mean me as a child liking these other people that are yeah. children um that were hispanic or just generally um not black like spanish speaking yeah um, some kind of like hispanic yeah would it never would never ever look at me would never ever drop mm. a single eyelid on me like ever never ever look yeah, at me no. or were did they weren't dating anybody that was like black they were only dating exclusively hispanics they were very much like yeah exclusionary like if you weren't cuban they weren't interested and yeah. if, hell it's like with hispanic cultures it's like we'd low-key as like america likes to lump us all together but like 
every Hispanic Loki hates every other Hispanic that isn't part of their country. As somebody who lived in South Florida and like who's an outsider, like I can confirm this. It's a real thing. It's a <laughs> like, real thing. Do not compare Cubans to Colombians or oh, or like any... don't ever say that Spanish is one universal language. Oh, hell. Somebody will fight you. It's somebody somebody will like, fight it's you. It's like it's Spanish, isn't the same. Cubans will tell tell you're full of shit when you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Colombians say they have the like Ecuadorians think they have the is it Ecuadorians think they have the best we people Hispanics get into fights with this do does well I don't know uh, I was gonna say like is there equivalence in like your culture but I don't know and I feel like we're getting the sidetracked only... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes um but the only thing that I can think of is like um I realized a, a while ago that like Haitian French is different than like Canadian French and mm. France's French, um, but that's not the same thing because there's no true rivalry, you know. I it's remember just... that. Well, yeah, like all Hispanics are like they're like Loki playing a Hunger Games situation over here. This proof, yeah. this, this superior Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who's winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember in their previous recording because I think I again reminder this was all recorded before and we were just rehashing old wounds because the recordings <laughs> was bad. But I remember you talked about like sometimes you would even get like some flack. Because it's of of how you of your how you spoke Creole because they I think it was your oh, mom. um yeah I mean my my mom um one time like remarked she was like mm. your Creole is just a French version of Creole like it's just like French um said in like a Creole accent and I was like ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the pot calling the kettle black. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of... Um, the the thing is, like, I acknowledge that, like, in Haiti, the Creole that people from the capital speak, which is where I'm from, um, is different than what people... than how people speak in the provinces, which that's, is always going to be true. That's true um, in every know, country. You know, every it's country true is in like America. That. <laughs> right. So it's there are a lot of terms a lot of different words that are used like in the south versus like in mm-hmm. port-au-prince um which is like the capital versus mm-hmm. like the north um versus like all of the little areas like in between those those gigantic points um in in, in haiti and i was like i was telling her i was like ma'am same to you <laughs> and then she was like no my creole is better it's like more authentic and i was like ma'am what are you talking about? Yeah, like not her like comparing that she's better than you in Creole. Like what are, what is what is going on? I don't know. But uh, I think also the other thing that yeah. I that I had said uh in that context is that um and Haiti I also get points um or we're just with Haitian crowds, like I also get points for being able to like comfortably speak Creole. So and I see it in the way that like pe- people like respond to me. Like I you know like when you when you're gaining like social points with somebody like you can tell like in the way they like re- they're receiving oh, you. Oh yeah. Um, so I can really, like, I know that I'm liked in Asian circles. Um, so that's why when I, when I go out into America and I see how they treat me, I'm like, oh, this is how you guys do things out here? Yeah, because it's like in America, you're not Haitian, you're just black. Yeah, and I don't have any of my charms because I'm just black. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, back to high school. Oh, yeah, high school. Now I'm in high school and... This is now when I'm starting to be aware of like, you know, the the black 
uh, men archetype that I was telling you that's like attracted to me, like that's when that starts really kicking into high gear. Yeah, so at the time, <laughs> at the time, like I remember, like there were two up upperclassmen, um, like they were juniors when I was like a sophomore that were expressing interest in me, but not in like a like not in like a I want to date you, I want to get to know you, like more like in a in the other context. You know? Oh, yeah. High school, well, whatever. Okay. So okay. and it okay. was like the the prestige of being approached by an upperclassman. Wow. But even then, at the time, I recognized that like these two upperclassmen that were approaching me, they were less popular. They gave me less like street cred because they weren't at the top of like the food chain, if that makes sense. Like there, there were the popular people and like those two were part of the popular people group, but the people that were like centered in that group that I feel like people like admired and really liked and like um, that you would get street cred if you were like friends with was a Hispanic dude. And he was like really cute. Um, and it was like, just as a kid, I, I remember being aware of all those things but I wasn't doing anything with that information. I was just like, oh, okay, this is this is just what it is, and like whatever. Um, at that time too, my main friend group happened to be like mostly black women. Like I think there was oh. one person who was yeah. white. One person, because I remember in the previous, and we were recording. like five girls, or no, 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 we were like six to seven girls, I think. Yeah, because you, I remember you brought this up because you went to a very like. In the previous recording, in the last episode about mm -hmm. STEM, I talked about how I went to a special like STEM school. You went to a mm -hmm. special art school. Yeah. And I remember in the previous recording that we lost the whatever. You talked about like how it was majority not black. Like Yeah, it was majority not black, but then we still f all flocked <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time because looking back, um, like to compare, I know somebody, um, I know another a circle of, of friends that stayed close. And I think I'm aware of like another one that I think they also went to um, the same university together. So mm -hmm. I'm aware of like two groups that stayed in contact and that are in each other's orbits and decided to like as a conscious choice to continue being friends with them like after high school. After high school, I didn't have any friends um, really? from that group from that group of people because we didn't have anything in common. Um, I remember meeting up with, um, you know, like, after the first year after high school and even up to like the second year meeting up with like a couple people from that group. But after a while, we all went like our separate ways because I don't think that we really had common interests aside from like, we just knew things that we all liked. And then if like a lot of times, like I felt like it was like, okay, I'll humor you like today. I'll, I'll talk about what it is that you're interested in, but it's not my interest. If that makes sense. I mean, this was like just, one of the people in our yeah. group was like really into politics and we um, would talk about it. Um, but I was never really all yeah. that into politics. So it was, less, it was just like, okay, this is what we're talking about today. Like and how like, many people were in your group? Um, Cause I remember you told me it was like a small number and like your graduating class had, did not have a lot of black people period in this graduating class. So. I think like six or seven. Six or seven. <laughs> six or seven girls, yeah. How many people were in your class? Uh, like a hundred and twenty-five. So out of one hundred twenty-five, only six. What? Six black. Girls. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Was it six? I remember in my. Oh, it was five. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Oh, that person wasn't black. Never mind. Because <laughs> I remember in my STEM school there was mm-hmm. like hundred. Like it was a significant portion, a significant percentage of like three hundred. Well, you have to think about where my high school was placed. So where was it placed? It was like. It well, was you, like, don't have to, if it's, you don't have to tell about location, but you can tell, like, like you're not going to say, like, it's the, on 32 Street or whatever. No, no, it's it's in this really pretentious part of Miami, basically. It's uh, like, the, it's by, um, you don't have to, Art, you, Art Basil used to, used to happen uh, there, like, yeah, down, like, like two blocks down. You, yeah. Oh, my God, you don't have to and say, that oh, was, my God, Art Basil is pretentious as fuck. We used to get, we used to get tickets to go. I mean, I love it, but it's a pretentious as fuck. Yeah. And your school so was literally was... there. That's not close. Yeah. What do you mean? Like where I go for where for where I live, it's not close. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's it's super south, and it's like super in like the area where it's like it's very uh, touristy, but very art focused. It's very like, it's like a commercialized art. Yeah. Yeah. Area. It's a commercialized. Um. Art so district. there are a lot of like uh, boutiques, a lot of like high end stores that like cycle in and out. Um, so that's where we were placed. And a lot of, there was like, I think, a, a Coral Gables school that was feeding a bunch of his students to my high school. Coral Gables. So, Maybe we should like, I don't know if it would, it would be okay to say Coral Gables. No, I think it's okay. Okay. Because um, I, I don't even know what, speci- what middle school that was. But they were just, um, they had like a good art program. So they had a bunch of their uh, students like apply to my high school. And then that's how they ended up uh, going. So yeah. a lot of them, um, you know, that part, Coral Gables is a wealthy area of South Florida, um, which is very, uh, uh, pop- like it's populated by like white Hispanics. Yep. Um, and that was mostly, like that was like a big group in my school. So. So it was yeah. like you went to a fancy school, like affluent. I did. I did. Okay. So. And then I, I'm also remembering that like all the black guys also hung out together. Like I think I remember three black guys, maybe it was four or like maybe a little bit more, but they also all hung out together, even though I don't think they were like, had I mean, this common. is my assumption, but I mean, if I you mean, had nothing in common with your black friends in high school, I don't think they did. Fair. Mm. Um, But yeah, and I looking back, I noticed that a lot of people were friends with people that they had common interest with i mean that's common. and they sat at lunch with people that like cared about the stuff that they cared about like mm. um i say my main group because there was another group that i that i would visit and like sit with sometimes and i had a lot more in common with that group like that group mm. cared about like um gender expression and like um fashion and like um k-pop and like fandom mm. and things like that that were things that when I would go back home, like I would interact with and like, that's what I cared about. And, but they weren't my main group and I didn't know how to become a main person as Mm. part of that, of that group either. It felt like this invisible barrier that like I couldn't get through. Did you feel like they were exclusionary to you or? That's the thing. I could never put a finger on it because Mm. they're not exclusionary. Um, Even after high school, uh, I mean, if people from that group are listening, like, you already know who you are. Hi! But, um... <laughs> I'm Angie. I want to know I'm his friend. Hi. 
but um after after high school there were a lot of times where they had like secret santas or like summer get-togethers and like um when they had like a big group where they were um inviting everybody that was part of that group like they would invite me but i also knew that they would hang out individually and that they all had people that like they were closer to um so even the person that i was close with they had somebody else that they were close with Mm. so they would hang out with those people okay and um so i was only invited like when there were big uh get-togethers or like just yeah so and i was aware of that but i just i didn't know how to get in i didn't i still looking back like i still don't know um do you feel like if you're like to say like if you were like not black you think you would have gone in probably okay yeah and and not in in a way where I'm like oh everybody's like racist and blah 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 but I think it would have made it easier. Yeah, um, I mean that's the whole thing that, like the internalized and like the bigotry in the society. It's like well they're not actively saying like mm-hmm. fuck you, but it's like that. It's like that small twinge of other. It's like well mm-hmm. you're not Hispanic, so there's mm-hmm. like less that we have to connect with. But mm-hmm. people don't and acknowledge that aspect of them. I think a lot of times like when you're thinking about like in in high school context you're like you're like well what do i have in common with this person and it's like if you don't know their interests and you're just doing it based off of like first impression like as a black girl like i had a thick body even if i wasn't like i wasn't fat like in in high school Mm -hmm. but i was still thicker bodied than like my like counterparts Mm -hmm. or whatever really yeah, because I know you. You're. I not. have chunky bones. <laughs> chunky <laughs> like, bones. Yeah, like they're just chunky. Um, so I, I was like, I'm trying to think of like I think I don't think thick would be the word I would describe you, but I don't know. <laughs> um, chunky. <laughs> not chunky, every. I don't know. Like chunk. This is like I thought. I, cute. I don't know. You're cute. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I think. I mean, at least in the way that I try to make sense of it, I mm-hmm. imagine that like when you're not actively thinking about like, am I by being friends with this person or not being friends with this person, like what internal beliefs am I engaging with? Like, if you're not actively thinking about that, a lot of times like when you're thinking about um, at that young age, like when you're thinking about being friends with people, you're like, well, I have to know if you're into the stuff that I'm into or if you can relate when I'm talking about my hair or like when what kind of haircut I want, which mm. I could not. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, at the time, like, I think I think I had uh, uh, texturized hair for a while. Then what I cut it mean, off. Texturized oh, hair? so uh, texturized is like it was an alternative to perm, but it did the same thing as perm, which is just like straightening it, like chemically straightening it. Mm. So I had that for a while. Then I cut it off and like was basically regrowing my hair. Oh, but then okay. my hair wasn't like at a like people here don't admire my hair. Like you have to have like a looser curl pattern for people to be like, oh my god, that you looks have so nice. To have like, more there like was a girl whiter hair, you know. Let's be honest. <laughs> There was a girl in my high school, actually, she was like this super tall, super like um, thin model body um, high schooler. And she had this like natural beachy wavy hair that was like big and stuff like that. But that was like the that was part of like the acceptable like curly hair. So a lot of people really liked her hair. And then at the time I didn't get it. I was like, people are complimenting her hair, but then people don't like my hair. I don't get it. And it's like at the time, like I didn't have the length. I didn't have the same texture. And like my little pea brain didn't understand that, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, 
It's don't beat yourself up that you were not meeting to their um <laughs> to their standards or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it I mean there, it is with the Eurocentric but, standards, but obviously it's like whatever. Yeah, she was uh if there ever was a uh <sighs> <laughs> we could just, um, let's just move let on. Me just, <laughs> let me just scrap. <laughs> yeah, let me just scrap what I was gonna say. But in any case, um you know, nuanced, it's it's like nuanced um, social friction. Yeah. Uh, that's That probably had something to do with me being Black. Um, I also had some shifty, not dating situations, but like shifty encounters with people. Um, where people weren't like, like in high school, like I never really had somebody, um, I think I had one guy like confess to me, but like it was in the most indirect way and i think a lot of it was like through peer pressure um like it felt like the right thing probably for him to do but um and again yes like he was a black guy (laughs) that that, uh that i thought liked me but um the ones that like approached me and uh interacted with me were it was never to date me. It was never to know like what was going on like in my head or like what I cared about. It was always to involve me in some activities that Whoa. I probably sh- shouldn't be acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they weren't ashamed about that, you know. And I was just sitting there and I would be like surprised. I would be like, I thought you liked me. And they were like, Yeah. But you know, you can if you come over here. Oh wow. Next Sw- to me. Swoon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She's like, Yes, talk to me. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, so, okay. So now I'm, let me move on. So then yes. um, now I'm at community school and I'm part of like this Haitian community. Um, and there's this guy who is, who I recognize as being a, at the top of the food chain. Like he's the um, suave person. He's also light skinned. So um, he's more liked, you know, he's like the, the social controller or whatever. Um, and he acts like he's the the center of the group of men that were that were um, part of the Haitian community. So um, enter me, the new girl, uh, <laughs> and 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 um, and we were working at the same like uh, at the student center. So enter me. Then he sees me and he's like, "Ooh, oh la la," and then like approaches me and then we start dating. And then that was the same guy that was like. Um, that was like, you're the darkest girl I've ever dated. Um, that was oh, him. this is that wonderful person. Yeah, mm. yeah. The first person I've ever dated was like, you're the darkest girl. I've ever Setting dated. that standard, right? Like, like they're getting that. It was bar like, don't get it twisted. Bearing it underground. <laughs> it's like the idea of like, don't get it twisted. I don't usually do this. You're an exception. Wow, I feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, like, I think, um, you know, let's say in our interactions, like he was very focused on me and I found out later on that it was like a way to get me to relax so that he could get what he wanted Mm. Um, which I didn't understand that at the time so it never really happened but (sighs) again just men trying to take stuff from me anyways so then yeah and then it was more of like that that like the way that men just interact with me I, I mentioned it before, so I won't like talk about it again. But then enter <laughs> our experience at 
the university that we both went to, um, where we were part of the same social circle. Yes, we were. And that was um, an example that I used when I was trying to explain this kind of like social friction to you, because I think it put, it like gave you a perspective that was, that was other than yourself, you know, of course, like in mm -hmm. me talking about how I was interacting within the group versus like oh, how you perceived yes. it. Yes, um, I agree. Like it opened your eyes. It opened my bit. eyes of like, because yeah. we were in a friend group and we were in, I have to say we were diverse. We had yeah. Cubans, Jamaicans, Haitian. Um, mm -hmm. We even had whites. Ooh, that's Ooh. rare. <laughs> in in like, in South Florida, very rare. Um, mm. But we were very diverse and uh, it was a already pre-established group. It was pretty large too, centered around one person because they <laughs> yeah. they had a space where we could all hang out. Mm -hmm. um, it was a space on school. Um, it was a lab. I'll say that. It was a lab. Yeah. He had a mm -hmm. lab that we could all just hang out in and study yeah. and like do research and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so mm, I was already established in that group previously. Yeah. Uh, but Noemi came because at the time she was the girlfriend of one of the other people in the group. And to yeah. be fair, that person was like, as you like to say the food chain, that person was lower on the food chain in our, yeah. in our friend group. And, um, you know, even though that person, no specifics. Mm, okay. No specifics. They, <laughs> I don't want to be like, they just weren't well liked. Um, yeah. and there but, was some reason behind that. I'm just going to say that. I mean, it was like... There were reasons. There were reasons. I'll just leave it at that. Um, it was like... Yeah. It was nothing about, like... There were reasons. Yeah, there were reasons. That, that weren't... <laughs> the, that don't pertain to, to anything that we're talking about. Like, yeah, right it now. doesn't actually have to pertain... Because I was like... I wasn't going to say because... But it doesn't... It wasn't because of who they... I mean, like, what they... They were just somebody, if you met them in person, you would get it. <laughs> You would get it. And that's how we get and that's where we're gonna leave it. We were all it. So Yeah. Um, but that was the, the way that we approached because you So I were, came in at a disadvantage. You were literally Basically. like a satellite character. Like you were introduced yeah. in season three as like yeah. background character number three. Mm -hmm. Um so there was a disadvantage. Um mm -hmm. and I it's like and you brought this up and I always had to face as like um the whole like actually and it's like to be honest, being a Cuban man, though it's like it's not like you were like the first black friend. Like I've had black friends throughout my history. The majority, yeah. like in high school, my high school stories that I talked about, that friend group was exclusively black women, black girls. Mm -hmm. So I was always, but I have to admit that, like at the moment, like me finding out like you were queer was one of mm -hmm. those like actually she's different kind of bullshit mm -hmm. that I did. Mm -hmm. Um. Because it's because I think a lot of people have this idea that you can't be black and like anything else. Yeah, because um, you've already like chosen a difficult life. Why the hell would you want it harder? <laughs> Why would you be a double minority? It, huh? It's like what is like I love that there was a TikTok that I saw that it was like literally a black guy and it's like I know gay isn't a choice because how can you be black and gay? You're already on horde mode. Why do you want to be even worse? <laughs> yeah. 
so I mean like but it's not like it was because you were black that I thought because there were there was a other people there that was also black that I thought was queer mm -hmm. so I wasn't I wasn't surprised Oh, I was surprised that you were, but the reason why I was surprised you were is because you were so quiet and unassuming and like mm -hmm. in the background. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's the thing. Like, it's it's like this this weird cycle of like I'll go into a circle. I know that nobody's interested. Therefore, like I keep to myself because I'm not the kind of person um, that like forces people to interact with me if they're because it's at this point. I'm like, it's a safety thing. Like, if you don't yeah. think that I'm like interesting off the bat as a black person, I'm not gonna force you to talk to me because good, stay away from me. <laughs> I'm good. Um, so I just don't do that. So then I end up like staying quiet and then, um, but then people will have this complaint that like I'm quiet and that I don't say anything. Yeah, and I'm like, and it's almost I'm like, like, when have you said anything to me that I would have anything to say that? Like, like the idea like, oh, uh, you have to like come to me first or you have to be the one that makes the first move. And it's like, why? It's like, you. or I have to like prove my value as um, somebody who's part of that circle. And like, I've seen in our group, like, um, I've seen plenty of people like come and go and mm -hmm. they all get like varying levels of like interest, you know, depending on how they show up, let's say like in terms of like clothes or who they are, like whatever it is, um, they get like varying levels of like just people interacting with them or just being curious or knowing or wanting to know more about them. Like even if they're there for like just two seconds. Um, so for that to happen to me where like people are basically telling me like oh you but you don't say anything but you don't like blah blah, blah. and i'm like if you're having conversations with other people where do i come in why would i have like, anything to say it's like i get that and it's true like um and a lot of people's like well you didn't talk to me it's like but how can i put this like the because i would i like uh, this okay so your whole history stay your love story love story of your wonderful past mm -hmm. it i is like in our friend group which is like the more recent one i experienced it firsthand looking at like looking back on it i also realized that i was also perpetuating the same kind of bullshit they were talking about but i did try to engage mm -hmm. well yeah i'm um i'm not saying that this is like directed towards no, no, you can you. direct it to me. Direct it all over me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> no, um, I. It was more so. Um, no, I know what it you're was more so about. like other. Yeah, like other people you, would you be know. like you were unassuming, and it's like, oh well, like you didn't. And there's talk to and, me. and it was this assumption of like, oh, there's nothing interesting about. And it, it it's um, like and, it, and it's that mentality. It's like, well, you came across, and even my mentality when I first saw you as being like the the girlfriend of somebody. Um, Which, by like, the way, um, that whole idea of like me being seen as the girlfriend and not the guy being seen as my boyfriend, I want to talk about that a little bit because okay. a lot of women are just like seen as like side characters, like yeah. they're the girlfriend, but they never have like the boyfriend is never called the boyfriend of XYZ. Like, um, I don't know if I'm like making sense, but it's like it's. Women no, are assigned these like, side hundred percent. I I'm guilty of that. Like literally in this conversation, back in the day, I considered you a side character at yeah. first. 
It was like the girlfriend. Yeah, you were the blah, girl. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. um, and that was the mentality that I had that you were a satellite character to said person. Um, mm-hmm. But in the end of the day, I wanted to engage with you. I And mm-hmm. this is before I knew you were queer. I just knew that it was like, you were shy. Mm-hmm. I'm sociable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people who are introverts in my mind, he's like, you strike up conversations and you were, I think you were playing the switch or something. And I don't want to talk about video games with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my first, that was literally like my first initial conversation I had with you. It wasn't mm-hmm. until we actually had a conversation about your queerness that I was like, this one, this one I like. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I don't know. I think overall, like it's, the feeling of um, never being the person that, you know how like sometimes you'll see a group of people and you're like, I wanna be friends with that person cause they look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's ever been a situation where like people look at me and they're like, oh, I think she's cool. I wanna talk to her. It's that feeling of like, it's like very rarely being chosen. Mm. And when you're chosen, people always have something to say about how like, Surprising. They don't usually choose. Yeah. They don't usually choose your archetype. Like there's always a copy or, or some bullshit. There's there's something in particular about me <laughs> that made them choose me, but they wouldn't choose like somebody else who looked at me who didn't have like that single thing that made them change their mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just that like idea over and over. Like um, once I became aware of it it's very hard for me not to not see it it's and and it's a hard thing to to be like oh i see it in my interactions because um people could not talk to you for a multitude of of reasons true but but i think um and i mean i've i've been explaining to you that i've had trouble with social interactions with like with dating overall and like that's that's another thing too when i I, in the recent year, like I talked, I've talked to other people that when they interact and they're not black and when they interact in a romantic context or like in a dating context, people are asking them out on dates. People are expressing interest in like their lives. People are not just being like, oh, I want to fuck you and I want to go. And that's been overwhelmingly like my experience. Like I've had so many people just feel okay with telling me they just want to have sex and that's it and put that very bluntly or trick me into dating so that we can get to that goal ultimately Mm. um i was dating somebody i mean you know the story but i was dating somebody and i thought i was friends with um his best friend and we had a lot of things in common we had like the same sense of humor and the minute that i broke up with um yeah, my boyfriend at the time his best friend approached me and not even as like a oh i've really liked you for a really long time it was like oh i really like your boobs i want to have sex and i was like i was like but we're friends like don't i deserve more respect and it's not it's not about deserving anything but at the time, like, I was just sitting there, I'm like, oh, men are pig, like, men are disgusting and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, when I'm talking to other people, like, people have different experiences with men. People that are not Black have different experiences with men. That's true. Um, so, 
like realizing that and then having to like realize your social place it's very hard not to take that with me like I'll interact with somebody and then I'm like I'm like, is this person talking to me just because I'm the only person here or like because they would actually choose me? Mm. Do they actually find me interesting? Um, you know, a lot of times like when I'm when I'm swiping on Tinder and then I never get any matches. And then even though I start like conversations with everybody that I match on Tinder because, you know, I have to have a large fishing area or whatever, um, I barely get any responses or I'll have really good conversations with people seemingly and then they'll ghost me afterwards. So, I mean, I'm, it just seems like yeah. it just seems like, um, at least my interpretation of it is that I, I'm just not the, the the chosen one, like the one that, um, <laughs> the chosen one. Um, again, it's the idea that like you'll see people and you're like, oh, this person's cool, and I and I want to be friends with them. And like, I a get lot that of times, idea. like, like you seem yeah. like somebody who's like you think it's like um you feel like a background character you don't feel like the main mm-hmm. character in your own story mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. it's that whole idea it's like hell and it's like people are not willing to give me a space to be that person yeah because it's like they don't when... even want to initiate it and then they blame mm-hmm. you for not initiating it mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That whole bullshit. when i already feel the resistance from them or the the dismissal when you already acknowledge it's like well you didn't try it it's like they just pass the buck on you because they don't care or you know what one thing that happened that i never told you um we i'll i'll tell you the name but we can cut it out we had a conversation him and i and this is after he found out that i had a, a little bit of a time period where i was considering dating one of my friends but uh, one of my friends was a girl, and we finally had, we're getting to the queer parts. <laughs> we had um, dating, like I have dating history with this girl, okay. so I wasn't I wasn't sure, and I was talking about it with this the person, person um, the friend, well, the mutual I, friend we have, right? And I was talking about it like, well, actually, I wasn't talking about it like with him. I was talking about it with another friend, another friend who, you know, how you mentioned like the friend like that's who the group was like centered around so i was talking to him about that yes and um the person that i mentioned like before came in and um i was like actually you have a lot of like dating experience i think it that's how it i think he might have asked and then i was like well it makes sense because you have a lot of dating experience i don't mind like telling you okay but i realized in that conversation that like it was very like not him like egging me on but it was like this challenge of like you say that you're gay but are you really um and it was like this like i was telling him like i was like well i have dating history with with this girl and like i'm not really sure about like how i feel and stuff like that um and i don't really know and then he was basically like well you like her don't you like just date her um and it felt like it felt like a very like a dare situation like a well go ahead and date her like you say that you're I mean, there and like no, you're thinking about this and like go ahead and do that yeah um and i was just sitting there i'm like but do you understand that like even if i it felt like this situation where he was like challenging me almost and i was just sitting there and i'm like i'm trying to explain that i have reservations about this situation and i was sitting there and i was like how do you not get my hesitation because I think he's been in a situation before where like he explained that he didn't want to move forward with like some girl that he was 
that he was previously like engaged with and i was like how do you not understand what i'm talking about when you literally were talking about a story I that mean, echoed the same I feelings. know the person you're talking about and that's just that person oh like, okay 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 that's just that person he's uh well is it really because you told me that like when um you had that get together with them like they were like they were like, oh, she said she was bisexual, but oh yeah, I, didn't really I had know. an interaction with the uh, with these <laughs> friends. I'm still friends with them. I'm gonna be honest. Um, with some of them, and they did, yeah. and I did like the conversation did come. I was like, oh, you're my best friend. I we talk a lot, and it's like, oh, she said that she was bisexual, and I was like, yeah, she is. I've actually been the <laughs> like I've been her. I've been her wingman. In yeah. her new endeavors, which honestly, I want to talk about like right after the story, like oh, yeah. about yeah. like because, but they, oh, that's yeah. the, there's the response. They're like, oh, like almost shocked and surprised, even though you said mm-hmm. it to their face before. Mm-hmm. But they were like, people don't believe me. I'll say stuff and people don't believe me, or they want to like challenge me. Yeah, it's, and it's, I hear that it's BS. That like that um, feeling a lot from like my family, um, which are black people. Um, I hear that like feeling of like people don't it's either people don't listen to me or I have to speak louder or I have to do something to like get people's attention on me or um, people challenge me like excessively Mm. and I'm like okay love that for me I mean it's like I my experience with you has always been the opposite I have always been that's like I think I think it's like you're a little too focused on one side when you should really focus on the other oh yeah (laughs) yeah like I, I was like I do tarot and I remember one of the first tarot's that I did about you, you were asking about relationships, and it was, like, very clear to me. It's like... <laughs> I remember that! And it was very I, clear it was to like, me. It was, like, very lesbian vibes. Oh, very lesbian. Very like, lesbian women vibes. cards all around. And I was like, I think the cards are telling me... It's like, you could correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, are you a lesbian? <laughs> so that segues because it's like, this is the final point, that is like, what about right. now? And it's like... So you know your experience of both being black amongst the straight crowd. Do you feel like it's different now that you're more in queer circles or pursuing queer relationships? Or do you still the same prejudice no. still apply? No? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, <I> Ian. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> it like ends like that. Like, uh, like you want to elaborate? <laughs> um, it's, I mean, my experience has been mostly off of um, Tinder. And a lot of my... You've had a couple of in-person interactions that we've talked about. With somebody I think is an alcoholic. <laughs> like... Okay. Oh, are you talking about... There's a couple. About... There's a couple. We don't have to be specific, but like... Okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. There are, there are some things that we could break down. Yeah. Um, I think my general uh, complaint is that even when I have interactions with people, mm-hmm. it it never feels like um and it's i know it's hard to quantify like somebody's feelings for you but it almost feels like like the people don't think that i'm something worth pursuing Mm -hmm. like it's not something that they feel like they have to work for and that could be both and i'm not and i'm not saying that like i there's not a part that i play in this but i think that a lot of times like even when i'm putting in effort like let's say so 
when the pandemic started, I was really like, this is my time to shine. This is my time to like practice. Perfect timing. Uh, this is like a flirting. disease spreading all over the no, world. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is my time to do things like from the comfort of my house. Oh, like, that's I can true. have video yes, calls. Yes, you were. I can text. I can blah, blah, blah. Yes, you were. And you saw me. I was yeah, really you were hustling. there. You were doing it. I was really it. hustling I mean, Twitter. Like, I'm honestly, on Tinder. Both of us were doing it, and you had way more success than I did. Like, we were both like, we're going to do this. And it's like, I got scammed. And at least she had people <laughs> that's the thing like there was there was one girl that like um we had a couple of like movie nights together and they were they were just movie nights they weren't like that's not code word for like anything but we had a couple of like movie nights but at the same time like i was very and it could be because um i met her i well i don't remember if it was like off of tinder i think it was like off of like a lesbian dating app yeah one of those but um it could have been because it was like a dating app like that's what i assumed at the time i was like well nobody wants something serious off of like a dating app but um, we had a couple of movie nights and then at some point she, um, I stopped like initiating and then she's just like, I just ne didn't hear from her anymore. Um, I have her on my Snapchat, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even really use Snapchat. Mm. So yeah. And then there was like this other girl that, um, actually there, there are a couple girls that like, what will happen is that, um, we'll have conversations all know like what they where they work, like what they're doing as a job, like what they studied, um, or like details about like their day or like whatever. And then at some point in time, like I'll respond and they'll just ghost. Like I had yeah. this one girl, she would respond to me like every two months. I kid you not. <laughs> she did it consistently. Two um, months? At least there yeah. was consistency. I guess. But even then, um, at like, some point I was want... like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, why months. are you continuing this conversation like, when really? you obviously don't want to talk to me? For real. Um, there was this other girl. She made me a playlist, and then she ghosted me. Mm. So I. How much do like, you think that interactions were your race, and how much do you interactions is just dating on these apps? This is garbage. I think I think that at first I was like, oh, I just have to like hustle harder, or I have to like tweak my my methods or like whatever. The thing is, like being a math person and knowing that I was really casting a wide fishing net. There should have been somebody, at least one person. At least because I lasted longer every, than what it was, or more intimate. I everybody, that. because the thing is, like everybody that I match with, I send them a message where I'm like, "Hi," or I'm like, "How was your day?" Yeah, or you're like, you or I've tried different methods. You try. Yeah, I interact and I respond and I'll write like long answers and like whatever and I'll do everything. Like maybe it's like you do all the things you're supposed to do when you're dating. Yeah, like like yeah, and. And I'll change my methods and I'll change like the way that I'm interacting with people. Like I've, <laughs> I've also watched like videos on like what people wow. recommend that you do. Damn. Yeah. Cause I, I was, I was really like, oh, I guess, yeah. I was like, I guess my method isn't working. Like I just need to change something. And so Look then I you did being proactive and actually working to your goal. And that's what I'm, that's the thing. And I'm like, okay. even though I was yeah, doing that, like, you're literally the perfect example of like, no, no, I wasn't your race. <laughs> Like literally, you did everything right. <laughs> <laughs> and I would really, I would really try and like engage with people, and like it didn't work. And it was like across apps. So I tried um, her. I tried Tinder. Um, there was a point in time I think I tried Bumble. What um, were the like? If you don't mind, what were like the ethnicities of these girls that you were trying? Um, the people that responded to me weren't black. No. Oh. So, but it was. Did you match with black girls? Yes. And they didn't respond. No. 
no actually there was one oh one. my god there was one girl actually and i and i fucked that up it was me because at okay. the time um it was like you know during the pandemic and i had a really odd sleeping schedule like i was sleeping during the day and waking up at night so she would and she had a a, a job with and star, at starbucks and she would wake up like 7 a.m and like text me in the morning and then i wouldn't answer until like 7 p.m and then i would be like hi i just woke up <laughs> and then she would be like what the fuck? <laughs> no that's a red flag if and she was cute. She was cute too. That's but she was a red flag. But that's she was on cute. you. That's on you. Yeah, that was for sure on me. Um, but that was like the one time that I fucked something up because any other time, like, like I was ghosted in yeah, some you way. Tried. Some yeah. So and she lives near right here. Like she. What um, a waste. I, 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 know, I know. What a waste. Maybe try again. Um, I don't know. <laughs> she also she also kind of gave me like, she was also the kind of person that like would send another text when you didn't answer. So there I, were like small red flags. I would no, but that. it was like a yelling text. Like it was like it would be like, "Why aren't you answering?" Or like, "Oh, ew." Yeah. I and usually I, was like, I would send the second text if they don't respond. Hey, I mean, I know you're busy, but you know, I just want to talk. No, no, it wasn't that nice. It was mm. like, but it wasn't. It wasn't that mean. Like it wasn't as blunt as like what I said. But it was like gearing towards that. And I was like, I was like, I just I met you off an app. Yeah, like it's like it's it, it's interesting. It's like maybe yeah, you know, people are so common to ghosting each other, but it's like yeah, like mm. so. Um, any other interactions with now in your queer life that you're living now? Anything else you um, want to add? Do you want to talk about your last relationship or no? You want to just like throw that out the window? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the only thing that I will say. Is that now again like like i mentioned before it's very hard for me not to like i mean even before even when i was dating men like in my head i would always be like um do they even like black girls whenever yeah. i saw a hispanic dude that i that i had interest with i all automatically gave up because i would be like no he's probably not interested yeah it's kind um, of fucked up but yeah hispanics are very racist they're not gonna date anybody that's not Hispanic. no dude I mean, to me, it was confirmed because the last guy I was, like, involved with, like, he was, like, this white-passing um, guy from Uruguay. And then he was like, yeah, my family's racist, and I know it. Yeah. So it's overt racism. And I was like, oh, lovely. Yeah, and no, like, they're talk. family members who, like, literally do not trust black people. Like, literally, yeah. they would be like, don't let her near the China bullshit. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> you want to kick them. So um no i have so, it's like i have cuban i have families that are like that too they say, they say mm -hmm. like oh we're not racist but like lock the door I'm like, shut the fuck up <laughs> mm -hmm. uh. you know at some point like i think i was even wary of of being friends with like white or white hispanics um i actually didn't talk about this but like in community school i had a friend a friend quote unquote oh is this the person and... that you listed here yes <laughs> by name why are but you like, okay fine let's talk about but this literally guy. he was like this uh white cuban hispanic and he wasn't that great at like social interactions so he didn't have that's any not what friends. i would describe that but okay <laughs> no 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 he like aside from that he didn't have good like social interactions he was very like he gave actually now looking back he had like very um like he was in the growing uh state of like incel like he was steadily going towards i like, want to apologize because i don't know if this is going to come up but i remember one of my i said like i joked that i was an incel 
Uh, no, I'm not. I just, yeah, I'm not getting it. You should never say that. I, I just like, I joked about it, but I take it back. I'm not. Uh, I'm just, yeah. you know, a gay man who's just has a lot on his plate and like dating. But like. I, I say that this, this, this guy was like in. Like in going himself, that misogynist like, road, like, listen, like probably going to 4chan and saying. No, dude, there was this one girl that he, that he liked in my class and. Guess what? She was a white passing Hispanic with like Eurocentric features and she was very petite and like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um and had straight hair, you know. They always do. And they all look the same. And <laughs> they do. And um as a Cuban, I could say they do. <laughs> it's true. I will say nothing. <laughs> Except agree. Continue. <laughs> um and he wanted to he like to this day, I still don't really know if he actually liked her or if he just thought that they should be together. Um, and he didn't, he was very angry that like she didn't have any interest in him. And then she, he would, he would say like very just fucked up things. Like he would be like, oh, uh, she could be with me. And like, I don't understand why she's not doing that. And I could be doing XYZ explicit thing for her. And like, she just doesn't get it and blah 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 and i would just be like what the fuck like um but at the time i had very limited amount of friends so and then we also sat like next to each other in class and like whatever so then um and also it was like that it was that dynamic of like when your friends when somebody white passing is your friend and like as a as a black person and you're a little bit like like you feel it yeah. was like a pick me moment. Oh it was like a pick me moment. I mean the equivalent so, I could be was like when I'm being like a pick me gay and it's like I'm not that gay. Mm. Is that kind of energy? No. Like no, it wasn't like I'm not that gay. It was like it was like, well, I'm the friend you have. Like I'm the one that you're talking to about this, even if you're saying that like it's like <sighs> the more you describe it, the more it's like, why are we talking? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. It definitely doesn't make sense. It's I'm like, not saying I'm that like, it does. this is all yikes. It's like, I'm surprised <laughs> that you were actually like friends to this guy. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't it, know. You know, sometimes I don't know it how happens. It, happened either. it just happens. Yeah. Um, but then there was a time, like, he would, um, on multiple occasions, like, he made clear to me that he wouldn't date me because I was like, Cause black, black too dark yada yada like i wasn't the right fit or like whatever well, like, and he you dodged a bullet there thank god <laughs> and he was never shy about like saying that but then there was a point in time where like even aside from like those things um the way like aside literally aside from those things like we had good banter like we had a yeah, good besides the racist comments he was funny <laughs> if you overlook the racism like it's great I mean, that's um, what you do. again. That's another parents. like that's black. <laughs> that's history like, and period. Overlook the racism; it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, dude. Like, I met his parents. They like you made, met. His I parents? stayed for dinner. Yeah, I met. Like, I stayed for dinner. Um. We had a very like a. Uh, we were. Um. It felt a lot like he was resisting our friendship, but we were good friends. Like, we worked well together really and we there's one made... less racist up in the world because I, know. <laughs> um, like, I mean at the time at the time it worked mm. so 
you know, on multiple occasions, like he made clear to me that like he would never date me. He would never like, um, or never date somebody like me and stuff like that. Like on multiple occasions, even though I never made advances to him, like I never was like, oh hey, I like you. Like I never said I never actually ever showed interest. It sounds to me like and... you did not care at all. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It's like oh okay. And I think there was there was like at some point like I had a couple of days where um there was you know like when you're in in a situation where you're just like hmm compet is just around the corner no, so does this mean that I should date this person like so I had a little bit of like a crush but it was like a forced crush yeah for I like that like a couple of weeks but that was like the only thing and like I don't think he ever knew because this was like after um he would like he would tell me all this stuff. So then at some point in time, after like, I think a year of like interacting with me and like being friends and whatnot, like past a year, he uh, basically told me that, I don't remember how it came up, but he was basically inviting me to the movies so that I could give him a blowjob. Wow. And, and it wasn't like a, and it wasn't like, you know how, so let's say I'm asking you as a friend, like, hey, Andrew, do you want to go to the movies? What movie would you enjoy? Um, it wasn't like that. It was like, yeah, we should go to the movies. Like, um, you should come or like, they, it, it was very like order giving. It was like, you, you know? should come with me to the movies. Um, and then did you just admit this like, Elsa, you can suck my dick? I think he was saying, like, I think his perspective was like, oh, I'm so horny and I'm not fucking anybody. Like, There's a reason for that. For me. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you should come and do this for me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> and I was like, that's not okay. And then we stopped being friends. Yeah, um, good. Because for obvious reasons. Good. Um, but yeah, it's just, I've, I've just, I've had so many situations where it's like, people will just be like, come and fuck me. Or come and give me a blowjob. Lovely. And or come and be here and so that I can use you in some way and not care about anything like about you. And I'm like, yeah, like I I think for a while, like I was like, oh, it's just men and like this So do you just think this culture. carries over to queer I mean, with women and stuff and other um queer people? I think the feeling the feeling of not being the chosen one um carries over definitely mm -hmm. like that's the dynamic that i see on tinder a lot of the times mm. like the way that people respond to me it always makes you feel like oh i'm responding to you because you texted me but not because like i'm actually excited to talk to you yeah i get um, that too but um yeah um, and yeah even in i mean i don't know if this part is going to be should be included um but this is more to me to you but even in my most recent dating experience like there's a, I mean, you know this, but, like, there's a big part of me that, like, wonders, like, did it go wrong because... Because of your race. Yeah. Because yeah, of race. I know you like, brought because up of something internalized. Thing. Like, yeah, you know, because, of, like, because you're a black girl, I'm already in a or not, situation. The thing is, like, I don't see it as, like, because I'm a black girl, because um, when you're really thinking about it, like, a lot of times, like, when you mm -hmm. have internalized discrimination, like, you're not thinking, like, oh, I'm doing this because this person True. falls into this You don't actually say can... because you're... Like nobody actually thinks in their it's, head it's because you're black. No. Yeah, but I think I think it definitely has to do with like not like that social dynamic of not being the chosen I one. I think it's like the idea about it is like most people have like 
the video that started this whole conversation, I guess. Oh, yeah. Circle, mm -hmm. She brought up the concept. It's like when people say, like, what's your type? And they mm -hmm. say, like, blonde, are, like blonde or brunette. Or brunette. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're not talking about black girls. And that's just mm -hmm. the, the, the society. That's just how it is. It's like when people talk about their ideal woman, she's not. It's already with a with a white lens. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. a black girl. Unless they specifically say like black girl or something else or Asian or Hispanic or whatever, they're not going to. You could say it's very safe to assume that they're not referring to you. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes mm -hmm. that that bias, that prejudice is in people and like they don't even know it it's like yeah it's like you're not the person i was expecting to marry like mm -hmm, ew mm -hmm. fuck off then yeah it's not the person i visualized yeah when i visualized i saw a very hispanic woman or a very white woman not this petite black girl with dimples <laughs> yeah so I, I i think it definitely has to do with social dynamics yeah or like social hierarchy I mean, um, you did talk about a lot about hierarchy throughout your whole um, thing. Yeah, and like there is yeah. a lot of hierarchies and things. And the thing is, like you, you're you always when you're at the when you're at the bottom of the hierarchy, you're always aware. Mm. You're always aware that like there's yeah. a way that you get street cred or like you get more credit. Um, yeah, that, like, like if you were friends or like if you did something, you could probably, or if you're a certain type of person, you could probably have mm -hmm. more friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, is there anything else you wanna talk um, about? I mean, the last thing that I wanted to say yes. is that since I'm talking about this topic, I understand that this could happen. These experiences, the experience, these experiences could have happened to me for different reasons, and I. Um, I guess there's a, that the slightest a caveat that it's like all these interactions of people just passing you. Maybe it was because you're just so unlikable. <laughs> that's mean <laughs> yeah maybe i'm just so like people just hate me so much yeah it's just it's like anybody who sees for a me... while i i thought i was like unlikable yeah yeah you see that's um, what i meant it was mean because it's like it's true when like some people pass you up it's like is it me am i the problem and it when mm -hmm, it internalizes mm -hmm. it doesn't end well that's um, the thing like i that's that's the approach that i took with like with dating apps because i was like okay for sure it's me. So then that's why I changed my methods yeah. so many times. Like, none of it worked. No, because it's like in dating apps, it is because of your race. Because that's the only thing that people see most of the time. The first pictures, you know. True. It's like... So, in any case, um, I want to say that, like... And potentially there could be people that are listening to this podcast that have similar experiences to me, but for different reasons. Yeah. I'm not denying that this these experiences... I mean, some of the experiences you explained, I've experienced too, but with a mm -hmm, different lens mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. I'm gay or whatever and like that mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there is some overlap like you but like I said you're playing yeah. gay you're playing on hard mode because it's both queer and black so have fun with that well most people don't even get to don't even find out that I'm queer that is because true. they don't even get to the point of like they, like they, they don't even want to know you because they're assholes yeah yeah they, they just... um and I also want to say like um like black people and especially black women are not the only people that go through this um mm -hmm. so i acknowledge that like there are other people of color that go through either similar or like the same um experiences and whatnot and i'm not trying to like diminish that or anything this of is just course. my accounts of my life as a black woman <laughs> any other like thing like a positive note to end off 
if you want. Or you just want to leave it like now. I mean, it's a good note to just end. Just me being it. like, Haha, my life is trauma. Like, you're just saying, like, you know, everybody suffers, but it's like, I don't know, advice or something. Um, If I had any advice, I would be taking it right now. <laughs> okay. So. Well, then what, do you feel like you're taking actually something or like following through with something or no? Sorry, mm, I What do you mean? It, it's like, because it's like, I, was that a joke? That it's like, if I had ever yeah. I was like, well, I mean, I thought you were gonna segue. Is like, and the advice that I'm taking is. Oh no, I have God no idea. I don't know how the fuck God to sponsor this shit. I have no idea how to do that. Um, as um, a... my conclusion is just that um, America is racist. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, and the thing is, like, you're the way that I think about it um is and maybe this is too dire and maybe people are gonna be like oh my god it's probably not that bad um yeah. okay you tell yourself that as somebody who's not a person of color you go ahead and do that um mm -hmm. i'll be realistic it's the idea that like people don't get any credit any social credit for dating somebody black true. um when you're not black that when people see a black couple together they're like okay that makes sense. They found each other and they're staying within their kind. Like, okay. Yeah. When you, when there's a lot of flack that people get for mixed couples um, and whichever way that you pair it. So in queer couples, straight couples, however it's paired, whoever, like whoever is the one that's like black or, or um, yeah, and always the other like ethnicity. The non-black person is being undermined by dating a black person or some shit like that. That is and there, it's always met with like resistance, or not mm -hmm. always. Um, I'm not saying that like they couldn't go to like, like this theoretical couple couldn't go to like a certain situation and like be accepted. Yeah, I but mean, I guess you're not speaking, barred from shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for me. <laughs> Love that. But I know in like Hispanic culture is like if any of them dated a black girl, that always be like a sense of contingency and like. Mm. And already as the way that I, um appear in the world people stare at me already just me just me existing yeah you didn't you so, tell me a story the other day that you were just like walking in the park and like white women are just staring at you giving you yeah. daggers through the eyes and like yep. yes i know i'm <laughs> black and beautiful thank you <laughs> <laughs> like anything else you're looking at the dimples um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i yeah so i mean <sighs> That's just my thing. Like that's that's just how I I've started no, to I see agree. it. And it, like, yeah. people can be like, "Oh no," but you know, I'm sure people don't feel this way or blah blah blah. But um, life does not exist in a vacuum. No, so not. even if you have a group of friends that's like, "Oh my god, I love you. You guys are so cute," and like this couple is so cute, and like they're your perfect match, and like I support you 100. Like you're gonna go to the mall once, and there's gonna be a white lady that stares at you. Conversely, yeah. there's going to be like just they don't have to be white just somebody that stares at you because you're in like a mixed relationship of some of some mm -hmm. way um i also ooh, maybe this is like this could be like my own steps that i've taken as a black person yeah um so that i can um identify self-rejection in myself or like yeah. racism like in myself so when i'm on dating apps and stuff like that a lot of times like when i swipe left on black women or black people um i do ask myself am i swiping because i think that this person is genuinely like incompatible with me 
or am I swiping because um, I'm assuming that they're not incompatible, like they're not compatible with me because of some unknown reason that I can't, that's intangible or whatever. Like, I just want to give myself a chance to interact with people that look like me because I, I also recognize that like even as a black person the the chosen person that I've had in the past has not been somebody black it's usually been somebody who's some in some way like mixed or really? a white passing like Hispanic yeah because um because is it and it feels it feels like something unattainable because of I guess like the race barrier or whatever um I usually think that they're not gonna like me back but I have liked people that are like um, white Hispanics um, or that yeah. are white Hispanic or um, that are just not not like black in general, but it feels very unattainable to me. So I never pursue it. Mm. Um, so there is a part of me that like now, especially with like, you know, the rise of TikTok, um, I've been trying to find more like black queer people to follow. Uh, and to admire and to be inquisitive about yeah. and to give them a chance to to be like my chosen person you know somebody that I like to follow on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever it is um, and I mean that same goes with like you know the types of artists that I that I um, interact with um, you know I try to listen to like more black music or just black entertainers on social media and stuff like that um, just as a way that like, even if I go out into the world and I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm not the main character in America's world. Like at least in my world, yeah. I can have people that look like me that are the main character. Yeah. Um, I can act like the main character in my own life, whether it's yeah. reflected by other people um, or not. So maybe that is the advice that I'm like taking. It's good advice. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like make yourself the main character. Even if society mm -hmm. says like, oh no, I'm sorry, your character number three, you know, the black girl in the background. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry, we're making our own show now, bitch. Fuck off. It's the Naomi show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, that's what like white people do and white passing Hispanics. They yeah. make themselves the center of attention. I think it's like, you got to give your power back to yourself. And it's like, mm -hmm. I think it's like, that's what like a lot of people do when they get older. It's like, yeah, I live in a society that doesn't prioritize me. So mm -hmm. my job now is to like do that for myself. Because it's mm -hmm. like, I chose hard mode. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's way better now because, I mean, in terms of, I, I always find that there's, there just aren't enough um, black people that are entertainers like on social media because I like you know how um there are different types of like white girls right like yeah. or white girl like archetypes well, I mean there's not different they're all the same <laughs> but they're all like slightly different and they all have like a different name and they all have a separate category even if it's like a minute difference there's not that much um discernment in um and the black community like if you're a black queer like woman or maybe like a, a femme person like just in general there are like three youtubers that everybody knows of yeah. or like three or four youtubers that are like black youtubers um and every time i talk to anybody about like black 
queer YouTubers, like they always mention the same four. Yeah. It's the same established four. And it doesn't matter where you fall. It doesn't matter if you're femme. It doesn't matter if you're butch. Because they're the only those ones. are the four. They're the only ones. Oh, yeah, I think and I you know, pick like, the one that like fits the best. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's that idea that like there aren't um there's not enough like elevated representation mm -hmm. to find all of the subcategories that like one person could possibly fit in, if that makes sense. So it's it's hard, but I've just been trying to find more people. Well, that are black we have a podcast, follow. so maybe you should yeah. elevate yourself to be one of them. Yes, that's what um, I should Hi, everybody. I'm Noemi. <laughs> She's gonna be the fifth black queer creative that's on the internet. <laughs> Yes. It's like she's gonna get on the list. Taking up that space for myself. <laughs> like writing like you know how you have to sign in to like club meetings? Yes. And like sometimes it's like the first club meeting, so it's like there's three people and all of them are board members and you're just there and you're like a freshman and you're like, Hi, I'm here. That's what I feel like. I'm like, hi. Um so. I think that's a better ending note to end it on. A little bit more positive. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, life sure. sucks, but it's like I think it's like when but what can you do in your own life yeah that's like know? that's the whole point and it's like and if you're not and i guess the advice is for the whites out there or hispanics it's like and like you made me realize it's like sometimes it's like why do i pass certain people up and then you just question mm -hmm. it and if mm -hmm. you realize it's because it's like like if you actually ask yourself is it because they're black you, that's the thing if you're listening to this and like your instinct is like i'm not racist bullshit girl. bullshit that's one thing bullshit girl you're, boy non-binary person yeah, look sorry. inward bullshit Every, it's like as, as a cuban i will say everybody's a little bit racist as yeah. a, that is the cuban model it's that's a, what they love a, to it's say it's a societal system it's a, the system is racist so you living in the system you're racist it is mm -hmm. paradoxical but it's the truth mm -hmm. you know um and you just have to accept it and like grow from it and acknowledge the fact and yeah. i i also want to say like a lot of people when black people like censor themselves in the conversation they're like hey like i think everybody's racist <laughs> people are like well what about you and blah, blah blah and actually when you're just engaged in the idea that we all have internal discriminations like yeah. i'm not saying as a black person i don't have discrimination against other groups yes, that Awesome. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, because I do. <laughs> yeah, because I do, and it's a like a real thing. Yeah. And um, it's it's just the idea of like engaging with it. Yeah, like, engaging like, with it. If you think it's a bad thing, the how you get rid of it is like dealing with it. Like any kind of yeah. trauma and therapy is like that's what it is. It's induced on you, whether it be your parents or societal mm -hmm. or. Mm -hmm. you're just a and shitty I'm person <laughs> i'm not perfect i Nobody's haven't undone perfect. all of the trauma or the nobody will we'll never like know that. yeah um but engaging with it is like the first step yeah it's always the first step it's like question yeah. it why am i doing this why am i passing this person up why is this person that could possibly be good am i judging them based simply on their skin color or like they're there or any other or they, they don't fit the ideal of a friend or a partner that i have in my mind yeah you know like yeah. that's probably just it like he's like i actually he's like it's not because you're racist but like the friends that i have that i want are hispanic or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's that or how i picture it how i visualize yeah. it isn't the way that reality is giving it to me or exactly so yeah so yeah um this recording is an hour and 45 minutes um, it was a podcast <laughs> Um, so this is episode three of our intersectionality. 
Next time, Yay. I'm tired. Next time, we're going to be doing something so much more light. Yes, like, we need to do a no couple of episodes of light shit. trauma. No I more. Can't. No more. I'm tired. <laughs> and it's also 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so, delirious. Yeah. Unpacking trauma. Yeah, it's the best mm-hmm. time to talk about like, all this stuff. <laughs> So, uh, see you guys next time. Uh, yeah. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I actually have more work to do. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, good night, people. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. because, But you already are a little. You just have to acknowledge it. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> okay (laughs) bye bye thanks for listening to queer perspective we'd love some feedback so please leave some reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on instagram at queer perspective pod see you next time